Welcome to The Ferment, everyone. We hope that everyone is holding up okay during these challenging times. To keep our team at Brown Family Wine Group engaged and linked into what is happening at the winery, we are introducing our brand new winery update podcasts. We'll be getting real-time information on what is and will be coming into our wineries and getting it out to you, our loyal Ferment listeners. Please enjoy The Ferment Winery Updates. Okay, we're back again with our Brown Family Wine Group podcast, The Ferment. Caroline, how are you? I'm going very well, Harry, and yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. We just had a little bit of a marketing team catch-up, and I noticed that you're working from the outside. It looked like absolutely gorgeous weather down there. Yeah, I couldn't help myself. The sun was shining, so I decided to do a few conference calls from outside on the uh, deck, but um, the dogs got a little bit excited, so I think most of my screen time involved being licked on the side of the face so I'm back inside now (laughs) not to make you feel bad but that's about all I noticed but (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, certainly the weather's beautiful at least I'm getting at least I'm getting some love from somewhere I guess yeah that's it in this isolation period (laughs) that's it it's beautiful weather here as well which is a little bit of a challenge in Studio 3 because it's a tin shed roof and no insulation so there's a few beads of sweat forming on my brow (laughs) at the moment in the shed (laughs) <laughs> what about down there, Tom? What's it looking like in Tasmania? Hello, everyone. It's lovely, actually. Yeah, it, it's quite cool, but beautifully sunny today. We're having very cold nights at the moment, so it takes a while to warm up. Now, Tom, when you joined us, um, you joined us puffing and said that you're having one of the busiest days so far. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, we're racing into Cana, I suppose, is probably the reason, and we might talk about the rain a little bit later on, but we're trying to get a lot of fruit off. We're running a little bit short crude, so I've jumped into the cellar and I was just finishing filling some barrels and there's not a lot of phone reception there and I was just sort of passing between rooms and saw a missed call from Caroline and went ooh <laughs> podcast so I came running running upstairs <laughs> a phone call meeting reminder <laughs> I'd completely forgotten about the meeting <laughs> <laughs> and fair enough too fair enough too and Tom last week we were just over about a thousand tons where have we gotten to now we're up to about 1300 tons as of last night there was that rain that we talked about last week. Did that slow things down a bit? Slowed things down a lot. We got a significant amount of rain, especially at Cana, but we got quite a lot of rain at Hazards as well. Because we've had quite a lot of rain sort of ongoing at Cana, it caused a few more issues there, and it's taken us probably till today to really get into things and things to dry out. We got back into things at the Hazards on Monday pretty much straight away. They dried out much quicker, but yeah, at Cana we're sort of ripping into things now. What are some of the varieties that have come in over the last few days? Riesling, which is always pretty exciting. A lot of Sav Blanc from the East Coast uh, and a bit of Pinot Noir. And Tom, any particular blocks that are looking really good or that you want to tell us about? Well, there's a number of blocks that are looking pretty good, which is exciting. But particular favourite for me always is K28 from Kaina, which we brought in just before the rain. We sort of had a big race period to get some fruit in, and this was one of them. It's a very small sort of area, usually only about three, four tonnes of fruit. It has made up the single block Pinot Noir in 2014 and 2017, so it's always a, a good day to get it in the winery. Excellent. And how's the quality looking compared to past vintages? Quality looks fantastic. The berries look really good. We've probably picked it a little bit earlier than we have in the past, and that's probably because of that rain pressure. But uh, it's had the same amount of time because it's such a cool season. It's had the same amount of time in the vineyard, so the flavours, I think, are really there early, which is great. Fantastic. And how has the fruit been handled this year? 
It's pretty standard for this little parcel. We try to just let the fruit express itself. It's machine harvested with our optical sorters on the machines. It's de-stemmed into the fermenter and then it's just cold soaked with no whole bunch allowed to go through wild or natural yeast fermentation. And we macerate it during fermentation a little bit, but it's pretty much just an expression of the fruit and the clone, I suppose. Now, this one is ring fence for Tamar Ridge wines. Is there a particular wine in the range that this is expected to go into? This one, being some of our oldest vines, being about 20 years old, it, it has made the single block. Uh, it's often contributed to the reserve Tamar Ridge, so I'd, I'd imagine it being in, in one of those sort of illustrious sort of wines. My favourite wines. And what's the plan for the next few weeks in terms of winemaking process? For the next couple of weeks, finish off the vineyards. East Coast is pretty exciting. They're going to be finished probably this weekend, I would have thought. The last fruit will be coming off the East Coast and those guys get to relax a little bit. That settles things down a little bit for us, but we've got a lot of work to do at Caina, bringing in Pinot Noir, Sav Blanc, Chardonnay, pretty much everything, Riesley. And then watching those fermenters, which are all full, getting those through and get running them to barrel, which was what I was doing a few moments ago. There's a lot going on there by the sounds of it. There's a little bit going on. We're running a little bit short crude, but it's good fun. Um, short crude because of coronavirus? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, no, just... <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I know some wineries have lost people to that. I suppose if someone gets sick, we're not really allowing them in. So one yeah. person has got sick, so we're not allowing them to come in. And other shifts, we have dropped people off, one person on each shift pretty much. So it's my fault, really, um, yeah. just because it is a lower <laughs> yielding year. And we are going to have a few busy days now, but once we're through the other side of this, we'll be okay. <laughs> You mentioned that some Rieslings come in over the last couple of days. It's one of my favourite wine styles from Tasmania, both from the East Coast and from Tamar Valley. What was the Riesling? Was it from the Hazards you mentioned? Yeah, last night the Hazards Riesling arrived at about 1pm here. And yeah, no, it looks pretty exciting. It looks, it looks good. Obviously slightly lower volume than we were hoping for, but it's still a bit there. And on target, hopefully, with the Bome, and it tastes pretty good in the tank. I tasted it this morning, so no, it's exciting. And, and Riesling can be a pretty challenging variety in the vineyard. How did the fruit look this year? Fruit looked pretty good this year. That doesn't mean that it looks pristine because that just means it's looked bad in previous years. <laughs> <laughs> it can be very difficult, Riesling, and certainly this is a, not the greatest year for Riesling. We're bringing in some Riesling from Cana that doesn't look quite as pretty today. What you can do is, is Riesling is very resilient and you can handle it and put effort into the winery and still make some pretty amazing wines. And some of the best wines that we've done in Tassie have been pretty, pretty difficult years. If it's only just come in, what's the plans over the next couple of days? It goes directly into the press. So with white wine, we're separating the juice from the skins. We've taken a free-run cut and a pressings cut, which sometimes with Rieslings we don't do. It's had a lot of skin contact time because it's come from the East Coast. So it's after it's been harvested, it's been sitting in bins for quite a lot of time. So we didn't really need to worry about that. Now we've got it into tank. We really want to get bright juice. So we're trying to settle it really bright. Lots of enzyme, a little bit of bentonite as well. Really get bright juice. And then that old classic for aromatics is just a, a classic bright fruity yeast and long, slow fermentation. And I hope that just those pristine sort of citrus minerality come out in the reasoning, which is what we're looking for. And do you think this will be a high enough quality level to hit DC resolution or just in the DC estate level? We're aiming for resolution. Yeah, that's certainly my target. It's one of the more pressure wines for us, the Riesling, because you're sort of making a wine and you don't have multiple sources. You know, it's one block of Riesling at, at the Hazards. There's two blocks of Riesling at Caina. And even though it's quite a small wine in the company, it seems to be a wine that gets a lot of attention.
when I asked you about the rosé, I thought there was no chance that it would have seen any oak, but it had. Um, what about with this one? Is it just going to be tank, or have you played around with a little bit of older oak or something like that with it? Well, to be honest, we haven't even got to that stage yet. But that, no, this will be pretty simple. We won't be putting oak on reasoning. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not there yet. <laughs> not that crazy. <laughs> no, 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 haven't got there. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, so you've already mentioned there's um, Sauvignon Blanc coming in, quite a few of the Pinots from the Hazard. The Hazards will be finishing up probably by the end of the week, you said. Yep. So what next for Cayenne Vineyard? It's a good question. We're really taking it Bome by Bome a little bit by there. It's a big block of Riesling coming in right now, um, so it's going to take them about eight to ten hours to pick that. There's two blocks of Pinot that I've identified for Devil's Corner that'll be coming in straight after that. But then I literally I'm still at the stage of just getting Beaumais by the moment and still drying out from the rain. There's a couple of blocks I'd like to get in, but yeah, whether they've quite reached the mark. The great thing about being on the vineyard, I suppose, is we can really... Um, Peachy, uh, Ben Peach, and I can really work constantly at it and you know just make decisions like that and move straight into them. And Tom, I think last year we put in a frost fan. Have you had to use it this year at all? The frost fan has come on a, um, a few times, I believe. Ben Peach manages the old frost fan. It's in the middle of a big block of Pinot Noir that goes to Devil's Corner, but obviously it has the highest value for us, Pinot Noir. It is automated, so as soon as the temperature gets down to two degrees, the frost fan kicks off. What I always quite like is it also sends a text message to Peachy, so he gets woken up at two o'clock in the morning. He often comes out, actually. Like, I'm amazed. Um, dedication. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It did go off a few times, but we never got major frost this year. It probably protected us from some cold damage, um, but not major frosts, which we got the previous year. I remember seeing a frost fan at a vineyard called Quartz Reef over in central Otago, Mm. and they had just finished picking their vineyard, so they turned the frost fan (laughs) off, and down the gully, about 500 metres, maybe even a kilometre down the gully, their whole block got totally frostbitten because they turned the frost fan off half a kilometre to a kilometre away. So they've got some pretty amazing reach if they're in the right spot. Jeez, I, I think we'd be pretty happy if it did <laughs> manage yeah, that. Absolutely. Maybe this yeah. was a bigger mm-hmm. fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Well, that's terrific. We won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much for the catch-up again and we'll check in next week when it sounds like things will be pretty close to wrapping up. Yep, well, hopefully. I'm sure we'll still be working through Kaina, but no, it'll be good to catch up. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. That was the Ferment Winery Updates. If you have any feedback for us at The Ferment or want to send us some questions to ask our winemaking teams, then send us an email, theferment at brownfamilywinegroup.com.au. So thanks for listening to The Ferment, everyone. Stay safe out there, chase hard and look out for each other.